peace, namaste, and shalom. Everybody out there in dreamland, I am the beyond top secret Texan. Join me on my podcast, the Beyond Top Secret Texan podcast, where I explore the outer limits of human abilities, top secret military technologies, the reality of extraterrestrial Earth alliances, secret space wars, advanced cryptozoology, all subjects of theosophic truth, esotericism, and the occult. The Beyond a Top Secret Texan Podcast. The Kardashev scale is one of the most popularized ways to determine a civilization's ranking and advancements in whatever universe they reside. Nikolai Kardashev introduced his scale first in 1964. However, this scale has been modified and tweaked by many different cosmologists, astrophysicists, and even science fiction authors over many years. Some of the more popular alternative approaches to the Kardashev scale include microdimensional mastery by John Barrow, planetary mastery by Robert Zubrin, and information mastery by Carl Sagan. Today, our focus will be on the information mastery version of the Kardashev scale. But as always, be sure to subscribe to our channel for more content ahead. In his book, The Cosmic Connection, Carl Sagan proposed an alternative approach to the Kardashev scale. He added another dimension to the original scale in addition to the pure energy usage that was first used to characterize different civilizations. Sagan believed that the amount of information available to a civilization should be an important criterion when trying to come up with a useful metric to measure different types of civilizations. So he assigned a lettered scale from A to Z where each letter meant an order of magnitude increase in the volume of information a civilization can hold. This information, he proposed, could be described in terms of bits, the number of yes or no statements concerning different civilizations and the universe that such civilizations occupy. He started with a type A civilization that he believed would have access to about 10 to the power of 6 bits of unique information available to it. According to Carl Sagan, this civilization type would be extremely primitive and less than any recorded civilization in human history. On the other end of the scale though, a type Z civilization, he argued, would have about 10 to the 31 unique bits of information available, making it the most highly advanced civilization in its universe. Civilization to advance to higher stages on the scale, it must add unique bits of information to its pre-existing knowledge. For example, information is counted if a brand new technology is invented or an already existing technology is innovated. Moreover, it is important to keep in mind that the information and energy axes are not strictly interdependent here. This means that even a type C civilization would not need to be a type 3 civilization on the original Kardashev scale. 
this is because Sagan argued that we certainly can imagine societies that are very complex and require many more bits to characterize them than our society requires, but that are not interested in interstellar communication. This means a highly advanced civilization with numerous bits of information wouldn't necessarily want to expand outwards in its universe, classifying it more in terms of the original energy usage criterion of the original Kardashev scale. An example of this might be a highly developed civilization like the Autobots or the Decepticons from Transformers who reside on Cybertron, a highly advanced planet, but do not venture out into space to colonize any other planets or star systems. This is the key difference between Nikolai Kardashev's original idea and Carl Sagan's version of it. Now this is a game changer since it takes the scale in its own unique direction with its own unique categorization for different types of civilizations. In other words, Sagan tries to provide a more detailed breakdown of the original idea using his own interpretation of what should be required to measure and rank different civilizations within their universes. So let's take a brief look at what Carl Sagan proposed in terms of his information mastery version of the Kardashev scale. To understand the different civilization types on the information mastery scale in terms of the available information content, we must first analyze the concept of a popular game called 20 Questions. In this game, one player or the answerer imagines an object or concept and makes an initial classification of it in their mind without revealing the information to the others or the questioners. Now, to identify the correct object or concept, the other players must ask a total of 20 questions, which can be answered only with yes or no statements. So naturally then, we must consider how much information a civilization would need to be able to play such a game. Starting with the very first question of whether we are dealing with an object or a concept already divides the universe into two perhaps unequal pieces. The second question further divides it into four pieces. And by the same logic, the third question divides it into eight pieces and so on. Now proceeding in this manner, with all of the 20 questions would then divide the universe into two to the power of 20 such unequal pieces, since each question has two possible outcomes. Now let's simplify things here as Carl Sagan originally did in his book The Cosmic Connection. We know that 2 to the 20 is equal to 2 to the power of 10, all raised to the power of 2. But 2 to the power of 10 is equal to 1024. So to make calculations much faster, Sagan proposed that we approximate 2 to the power of 10, which is 1024, by 1000, which can be represented as 10 to the power of 3. The reason you would want to make this simplification is because it is very easy to work with powers of 10. Now, if we go back to our initial game of 20 questions, we have 2 to the 20, which is equal to 2 to the 10, all raised to the power of 2. But 2 to the 10 can be approximated by 10 to the power of 3, as we said earlier. So we would have 10 to the power of 3, all raised to the power of 2, which would give us 10 to the power of 6. This tells us that to be able to play a game of 20 questions, 
if civilization must have at least 10 to the power of 6 unique bits of information available to it. So according to Carl Sagan then, a civilization with 10 to the 6 unique bits of information would classify as a type A civilization. This is where the information mastery scale begins in terms of unique bits possessed by different civilizations. As mentioned before, a type A civilization would be extremely primitive and limited in its knowledge. It would be more primitive than any human society we have on record and a good starting point for the information mastery scale. This type of civilization would only have about 10 to the 6 unique bits of information available to it. Perhaps it would include early hominid and hominid societies with very limited information available to them. Now, moving further along the information mastery scale would require much of educated guesswork since Carl Sagan himself only briefly talks about a few different levels and their capabilities. For example, Greek civilization would be characterized as a type C civilization due to the information they acquired. It is estimated that the earlier Greek civilization contributed about 10 to the 8 unique bits of information. But the total written contribution to our civilization up until the 1970s from the classical Greek civilization is estimated by Philip Morrison to be about 10 to the 9 unique bits of information. This classifies this and other similar civilizations as type D. But perhaps the total amount of information that Periclean Athens contributed would probably make it a type E civilization. This would classify it as having around 10 to the power of 10 unique bits of information since it added a lot more literature, philosophy, drama, and arts compared to the previous era. Now, going by these standards, Sagan estimated about 10 to the 14 unique bits of information for our civilization of the 1970s. So, in the 70s, we were classified as a type H civilization on the information mastery scale. Currently, it is estimated that we may be a type R civilization on the scale, possessing a total of about 10 to the 23 bits of information. We seem to have moved quite rapidly down the scale from the 70s due to the exponential increase in our computer technologies and computing power. However, some disagree. For example, the fact that it is difficult to determine how much of the available data is unique in our civilization today sparks much of the debate. People do not agree on what should and should not count as data. For instance, if a picture is shared a million times on the internet, does each share count as a unique data or does only the original copy count? The same could apply to written materials and videos being duplicated and distributed. Either way, the word unique used by Carl Sagan could possibly imply that perhaps only the original work should count. If this is the case, then it could put us a lot more on the information mastery scale than a type R. But again, that remains an open question due to the ambiguity of the initial classification of the information mastery scale by Carl Sagan. But moving on, Sagan defined a few more levels ahead of the type H civilization of the 70s. He believed that a civilization that has had its first contact with other alien civilizations would probably be somewhere around a type J or a type K.
this earth would be classified as a type 2 civilization in Sagan's view. This civilization would have around 10 to the power of 22 unique bits of information available to it. Now, if we expand this galactic civilization into billions of such galaxies, we would have a type C civilization with the information content of about 10 to the power of 31 unique bits of information. But a type C civilization may not be possible according to Sagan, since there wouldn't be enough time in any universe for communication over such vast distances. But that assumption is based on our current, perhaps primitive, method of communication using electromagnetic waves. So for now, we can only speculate on this topic. Now, the civilization types that Carl Sagan did not initially define could be interpolated or extrapolated using his original assumptions of the information mastery scale. But that will be a topic for another time. If you enjoy videos like this, do leave a like, share with your friends and family, and subscribe to our channel. Also, let us know your thoughts in the comment section down below. Until then, we'll see you in the next one. This is from the channel Critically Selected, by the way. Critically Selected on YouTube. Critically Selected. Previously, we talked about the Kardashev scale and a few different variations of it. If you haven't seen some of the earlier videos on this topic, definitely check them out. The links will be in the description below. Now, some of the more popular variations of the Kardashev scale include Microdimensional Mastery by John Barrow, Information Mastery by Carl Sagan, and Civilizational Rage, a Planet Mastery by Robert Zubrin. Today, we will be looking at the Kardashev scale variation proposed by Robert Zubrin. But as always, be sure to subscribe to our channel if you want to see more content like this. In his book, Entering Space, Robert Zubrin describes humanity's spacefaring potential as a type 1, type 2, and type 3 civilization. He presents an alternative approach to the original Kardashev scale and defines a type 1 civilization as one that has achieved full mastery of all of its home planet's resources. He then describes a type 2 civilization as one that has mastered its solar system and a type 3 civilization as one that has access to the full potential of its galaxy. In other words, instead of focusing on the energy usage criterion of the original scale, civilization is in space. This is the key difference between the original Kardashev scale and Robert Zubrin's version of it. For Zubrin then, dominating systems such as planets, stellar systems, and galaxies is how the civilization progresses regardless of its energy usage or information availability. Although he only describes three levels on his civilizational range scale, he does break each of these down
some of the best current archaeological evidence suggests that modern Homo sapiens were confined to a small region surrounding the Rift Valley in eastern Africa. They had everything going in their favor in terms of their living conditions, yet some groups decided to leave this relative paradise and travel north to colonize Europe and Asia, eventually going on from there to cross the land bridge into the Americas. <laughs> where humanity started to face its first challenges that came in the form of giant carnivores including saber-tooths and mammoths. Moreover, they also came into direct competition with the Neanderthals for resources. Overcoming these challenges resulted in our earliest civilizations to become Homo technologicus in Robert Zubrin's view. In other words, inventions and innovations of simple tools and technologies pushed our civilization on the path to becoming a mature Type 1 civilization. A mature Type 1 civilization in Zubrin's view is one that has spread across its whole planet. He further describes it as a completed global civilization that has invented and innovated the aerospace industry. For him, the journey out of Africa was humanity's key in setting itself on the path toward achieving a mature type 1 status that humanity now approaches. In particular, the advent of agriculture and building permanent or semi-permanent villages can be seen as a transition point from an immature type 1 to a mature type 1 on the civilizational rate scale. Currently, humanity is a fairly mature type 1 on this scale because as a mature type 1, we would need to be able to master and exploit all resources available on our whole planet. This would include fully mastering along with nuclear fusion and nuclear fission. So, in terms of this scale, humanity is pretty much a mature type 1 civilization that has spread across its entire whole world. Now, for a mature type 1 civilization to advance to a young, immature type 2 on this scale, it must learn to venture out to its moons and nearby planets in its respective stellar system. According to Zubrin, an ideal starting point for humanity to establish itself as an immature type 2 civilization would be to establish permanent bases and settlements on the moon. This is as close to home as we can get without getting overwhelmed with such vast distances between even the most nearby planets in the solar system. Once we start to master and exploit resources on the moon, we can then begin to colonize nearby planets starting with Mars. Zubrin believes that Mars should be the first planet that humanity should colonize because it is the nearest planet that possesses all of the resources needed for establishing a new branch of human civilization. Once humanity reaches this step, it would soon begin to explore and mine asteroids and other smaller bodies beyond Mars and begin its transition to a mature type 2 civilization on the civilizational range scale. A mature type 2 civilization is one that has established extensive colonies in its respective stellar system. This type of civilization is categorized as a space-faring civilization according to Robert Zubrin. For him, mastery over the entire stellar system is what distinguishes a mature type 2 civilization from an immature type 2. 
This means that humanity would need to be able to spread across its entire solar system and master all the available resources within it to be able to qualify as a mature type 2 civilization. That would also include harnessing energy from the outer giants of the solar system, which in Zubin's view, not only provide enough energy to power a mature type 2 civilization, but also provide the energy needed to reach a young type 3. An immature type 3 civilization on this scale is one that is capable of interstellar travel through nearby stellar systems within its galaxy. For humanity to spread at this scale, we will need to overcome technological challenges associated with interstellar travel. In other words, it is simply not enough to send small probes to nearby stars such as Alpha Centauri to be considered an immature Type 3 on the civilizational range scale. However, for Zubrin, while orders of magnitude more difficult than interplanetary travel, Interstellar travel is fundamentally feasible using currently understood engineering approaches. So once humanity has mastered its solar system, it shouldn't be far-fetched to imagine the colonization of our entire Milky Way galaxy. Now, immature Type 3 is capable of exactly that. This type of civilization is one that has extensively colonized its entire galaxy. So, Zubrin describes a mature Type 3 civilization as a star-faring civilization. Furthermore, Zubrin believes that a mature Type 3 civilization would inevitably run into other alien civilizations in its travels due to the vast number of habitable planets within any given galaxy. And from here, he discusses the ultimate limits of a civilization's progression. So, in his view, a mature Type 3 might be the limit to any civilization's ability, but that is all speculation at this point and remains to be seen. And that brings us to the end of this video. If you enjoyed it, do leave a like, share with everyone you know, and subscribe to our channel if you're new here. Will humanity put aside its petty differences and work together to achieve a type 3 status in the future? What are your thoughts on this? Let us know in the comments down below. Until then, we'll see you in the next one. Physicist Nikolai Kardashev figured that civilizations can be categorized by the total amount of energy available to them. He called it the Kardashev scale. He initially came up with three civilization types, type 1, type 2, and type 3. According to Nikolai Kardashev, a Type 1 civilization has access to all of the available energy of its home planet. A Type 2 civilization has access to all of the energy available on its home star. And a Type 3 civilization has access to all the energy available in its home galaxy. Now the Kardashev scale may be one of the best in terms of measuring and understanding the progression of different types of civilizations in our universe. But it too comes with some limitations. The main criticism of the Kardashev scale comes from the fact that its approach solely relies on the available energy of a civilization as a means to measure its progression and how advanced it is. So, the more energy a civilization possesses, the more advanced it becomes. Furthermore, under this model, it is assumed that every advanced
objects over the scale of itself. This would include things such as tool making or building small shelters like huts, cabins or shacks. Moreover, a Type 1 minus civilization could also accomplish features such as mining of resources from its home planet along with building other more complex structures such as water dams and other such things. Now, to be able to achieve a Type 2 minus status, a civilization would need to have mastery over the scale of 10 to the negative 7 meter under the microdimensional mastery model of the Kardashian scale. This means that a Type 2 minus civilization would be capable of controlling and manipulating genetic codes. Not only would it be able to alter its own genetic makeup, but it would have full control in altering the genetic makeup of any other life form it shares its own planet with. Moreover, this type of civilization would be able to develop new biological life forms from scratch, or perhaps even be able to transplant or replace biological components from it chooses. Another distinction of this civilization would be the development of species domestication, also known as force breeding, that the humans are capable of today. The next step from a type 2 minus civilization is a type 3 minus civilization. This type of civilization would be capable of controlling and manipulating matter over the scale of about 10 to the negative 9 meters. This would allow a type 3 minus civilization total control over molecules and molecular bonds. It would be able to manipulate molecular properties and chemical bonds to create brand new materials unknown to its kind. Not only would it be able to create these brand new materials from scratch, but it would also have the understanding to change the microstructure of pre-existing materials to create custom materials with specific properties for specific uses. Under this model, we humans can be considered a type 3 minus civilization since we too can manipulate molecular structures and bonds to our liking. A type 4 minus civilization would have reached levels far beyond a type 3 minus. So, a type 4 minus civilization would be capable of working over the scale of 10 to the negative 11 meters. This would allow a total control over the manipulation of individual atoms in the universe. This is extremely impressive since all the visible matter in the universe is made up of particular arrangements of atoms. With this type of control, this civilization would be capable of creating nanotechnologies on the atomic scale. It would even be able to create and manipulate complex forms of artificial life to its advantage. This is where the humans are today in terms of our progression down the microdimensional mastery scale. So, can we progress further than this? Well, only time will tell. In order for humanity to advance on the microdimensional mastery scale, we would need to be able to work over the scales of around 10 to the negative 15 meters. Now, a type 5 minus civilization is capable of exactly this level of control. which is far smaller than even the atom. In other words, a type 5 minus civilization would be able to work with and manipulate the individual protons and neutrons that live within the center of the atoms. This level of control would be highly advanced and far beyond our current capabilities. So a civilization of this status would easily far surpass 
this kind of civilization would not only be able to control the nucleons in any given atom, but also be able to manipulate the very elementary particles of matter. To be able to achieve this, a type 6 minus civilization would need to work over the scales of 10 to the negative 18 meters. This would allow this type of civilization total control over fermions, which include quarks and leptons. That a type 6 minus civilization would be able to achieve with this level of control are far beyond what we can do today. So, a type 6 minus civilization would pretty much be godlike to us as far as we understand. According to microdimensional mastery, a type omega minus civilization is the ultimate civilization that there is. It is capable of working at the black length of 10 to the negative 35 meters. Would allow it to manipulate the very fabric of space time itself. So, a type omega minus civilization would be capable of controlling and manipulating the very fundamental structures and elements of space time. To us humans, actions of such a civilization would be undetectable and indistinguishable from natural events. Furthermore, a type omega minus civilization would be equivalent to the concept of God.
Zero Civilization is able to harness a limited amount of energy of its own planet. So this would include anything from primitive life forms to hunter-gatherer societies. We humans are currently about 0.75 on the Kardashian scale according to Carl Sagan's formula. Moreover, physicist Michio Kaku estimates that it may take another 100 to 200 years or so for us to get to Taiwan status. Of course, this all depends on how fast our technology advances and how fast our civilization grows. But for now, we remain between Type 0 and Type 1 civilization. A Type 1 civilization, sometimes known as the planet A civilization, has the capacity to harness all the energy of its own planet. It can utilize all the energy that reaches the planet, like solar, and all the energy that the planet can produce, like thermal, hydro, wind, and water. If we ever reach Type 1, we would be capable of controlling the entire Earth to its maximum capacity. We will even influence the weather, control volcanic eruptions and earthquakes, influence global flora and fauna, change the geological makeup of our planet, and a lot more. Nikolai Kardashev described Type 1 civilization as having technological level close to the level presently attained on the Earth. So humanity is very close to becoming a Type 1 civilization. We're just not there yet. The next step from Type 1 is a Type 2 civilization that can harness the total energy output of its entire star. And we are not just talking about transforming starlight into energy. We are talking complete control of the star. Several methods for this have been proposed. But one of the most famous ones is to build a megastructure around the star called the Dyson Sphere. This idea was first proposed by a physicist and a mathematician, Freeman Dyson, in 1960. The Dyson Sphere would completely enclose a star and capture all of its energy, then be able to transfer the energy for use by the whole planet. A Type II civilization would not just build these megastructures, but also live in them and completely control what goes on inside them. Furthermore, a Type II civilization would also be able to control the orbit of all the planets in that solar system alongside their rotation and position. Harvesting asteroids and comets would also be a common culture for this type of civilization. So basically, a Type II civilization can manipulate and consume all the energy of its entire solar system. So, when will humanity reach Type II status? Well, currently, it's estimated that humanity will reach Type II in about 1,000 to 2,000 years. That's, of course, if you make it to Type I first. A Type II civilization is a galactic civilization that is capable of harnessing the energy of its entire galaxy. This type of civilization would span the entire galaxy, colonizing and controlling numerous star systems. It would be able to harness, store, and use the energy output of all the stars within that galaxy. Such a civilization would be able to move planets and stars from one solar system to another. It could even merge solar systems or stars together, absorb supernovae, and even create new stars. At this stage, there would also be colonies of robots that are capable of self-replication, colonizing star after star. They might also build Dyson structures to encapsulate each star in the galaxy, creating a huge network that would carry energy back to its own planet. Not only will this civilization be able to harness energy from stars, it will also be able to harness energy from black holes, even sending up colonies near them. It is estimated that 
humans might reach time three in a hundred thousand to a million years, assuming we can survive long enough without destroying ourselves. A type four civilization would be capable of harnessing the energy of its entire universe. This civilization would be able to travel throughout the universe and consume the energy output of several and possibly all galaxies. It would be capable of manipulating space-time itself, granting it access to things that we can only see in science fiction. It may even control entropy, possibly becoming immortal. Moreover, a Type 4 civilization would have tapped into energy sources unknown to us using strange or currently unknown laws of physics. They would also have mastered both dark matter and dark energy at the stage. This would allow them to open fog holes, live inside black holes, and perform many other feats that would be almost impossible for us to imagine. Such a civilization would be undetectable, since its actions would be indistinguishable from natural processes. A type 5 civilization would be a multiverse culture that is capable of harnessing the energy of multiple universes. This type of civilization would know all there is to know, every single
he assigned the letter scale from A to Z, where each letter meant an order of magnitude increase in the volume of information a civilization can hold. Though there can be exceptions, but generally, we would expect a civilization that is high on the energy scale to also be high on the information scale, according to Sagan. Now, although he does not go into details on every single type of civilization on his letter scale, he does comment on a few from which anyone can make some educated guesses and figure out some characteristics of all the types from A to Z. In this series, we will be focusing primarily on the information content of various civilizations to determine what they are capable of under the assumption that energy scale and information scale have a positive correlation in general. So let's buckle up and dive right into a type A civilization. civilization is one that processes 10 to the 6 unique bits of information. This would correspond to a primitive civilization without a written language but with a spoken one. So civilizations such as this would be extremely limited in their knowledge. They would be more primitive than any human society we have on record and a good starting point for the information mastery scale. To understand how much information is contained within a type A civilization, Sagan used the example of the game 20 questions, where you are supposed to identify a mysterious object by asking no more than 20 questions that can be answered by a yes or a no. For a complete breakdown of this, check out the introduction video on this topic. But coming back to the topic of discussion, a type A civilization in the universe would perhaps be equivalent to our early hominin and hominid societies with very limited information available to it. For example, it would be capable of using simple bone tools and stone tools to hunt for prey and sustain its societies. It may also have knowledge about fire and would use natural fire to its advantage, but wouldn't necessarily be able to create or control it like we humans do. In addition to this, what sets type A inhabitants apart from wild animals would be their ability to recognize and communicate with each other which would give them a higher survival advantage along with the ability to cope with newer environments. So based on its limited information availability, a type A civilization anywhere in the universe wouldn't be capable of much else. But its members would be alpha hunters on their respective planets, given that no other smarter species exists alongside them. And that is what a type A civilization can do under the information mastery scale. If you enjoyed it, do leave a like, share, and subscribe to our channel if you are new here. So what kind of information and inventions do you think a type B civilization would have? Let us know your thoughts in the comments down below. Until then, we'll see you in the next one. is one that processes 10 to the 7 unique bits of information. 
this kind of information content would be enough to start the development of a written language as well as a spoken one. Once a written language is established, the total information content rapidly explodes. In our case, the Sumerian language is the oldest linguistic record that we know of. This led to the invention of many useful things. For example, a Type B civilization would be able to create its own infrastructure similar to the early Egyptian societies of the past. This civilization will start utilizing its planet's resources by extracting raw materials and turning them into useful inventions. These inventions may include the wheel leading to a chariot for transportation. Maps may also be invented to further aid a Type B civilization's transportation needs. The development of clothing may give rise to advanced tools made out of copper, bronze, gold, and possibly iron. These may include needles, saws, hammers, and many other varieties of tools for different purposes. Moreover, if the planet has oceans like the Earth, then this type of civilization would be able to invent sailboats to travel or hunt for underwater species. Furthermore, beginning of agricultural practices using the plow and other species on its planet is also within the capabilities of a Type B civilization. But that is not all. The most important aspect of the civilization would be its development of concepts like arithmetic and geometry. Using these ideas, a Type B civilization would be far superior to a Type A in terms of its information content as well as living standards. And that is what a Type B civilization can do under the Information Mastery Scale. If you enjoyed it, do leave a like, share, and subscribe to our channel if you haven't already. So what kind of information and invention do you think a Type C civilization would have? Let us know your thoughts in the comments down below. Until then, we'll see you in the next one. civilization under the information mastery scale in the previous video. If you haven't seen the previous videos on this topic, do check them out. The link is in the description below. Today, we will be looking at a type C civilization and some of its defining characteristics. According to Sagan, a type C civilization is one that processes 10 to the 8 unique bits of information. With this type of information content available, this civilization would be able to create large, magnificent palace-like structures and small cities. Similar to the Indus Valley cities, a type C civilization would be noted for its urban planning, technical and political processes concerned with the use of land and design of the urban environment. It would be able to create brick houses as well as a cluster of large, non-residential buildings. Additionally, it will also be able to develop elaborate drainage systems and water supply systems for its cities. Moreover, just like the early Greek civilization of Minoas, a Type C civilization's information content would allow it to have fine craftsmen that could make pieces of jewelry, pottery, seals and figurines out of whatever raw materials they could find on their planet. 
members of this type of civilization would also excel in being very successful fishers or whatever they hunt from their oceans. They would also have established the art of trade amongst themselves. Furthermore, a type C civilization would be able to sustain its entire community very easily since it will have mastered the methods of agriculture. One of the key differences between this civilization and others will be the fact that its inhabitants will be able to produce goods on a much larger scale by collectively working together as a unit. This would allow for the rapid development of its information growth in written languages, arithmetic and geometry. And that is what a type C civilization can do under the information mastery scale. If you enjoyed it, do leave a like, share and subscribe to our channel if you're new here. So what kind of information and inventions do you think a type D civilization would have? Let us know your thoughts in the comments down below. Until then, we'll see you in the next one. civilization under the information mastery scale. If you haven't seen the previous videos on this topic, do check them out. The link is in the description below. Today, we will be looking at a type D civilization and some of its defining characteristics. According to Sagan, a type D civilization is one that processes 10 to the 9 unique bits of information. Physicist Philip Morrison of MIT estimated the information content of the classical Greek civilization to be about this much, making it a type D civilization by Sagan's ranking. The classical Greek civilization of the Mycenaeans developed a hierarchical system which led to many achievements. They were excellent engineers and built outstanding bridges, tombs, residences and palaces. Moreover, their city was so large that they had to actually build outer city wall to protect themselves. They also mastered prehistoric weapons like arrowheads and spearheads. This is exactly what a type D civilization can accomplish anywhere else in the universe according to this scale. In terms of its information content, a type D civilization would have developed calendar systems from its observations of its sun and stars giving rise to concepts like astronomy and astrology. These observations would also aid in terms of its geographical knowledge, enhancing its terrain cartography or relief mapping. Moreover, mathematical concepts of odd and even numbers along with multiplication would be commonly known. Apart from this, much like the Shang Dynasty, concepts of early medicines to cure diseases of its animals, crops and communities would also start to emerge with this amount of information available. The development of religion, similar to the Vedic age, may also develop within these types of civilizations. And that is what a type D civilization can do under the information mastery scale. If you enjoyed it, do leave a like, share and subscribe to our channel if you're new here. So what kind of information and inventions do you think a type E civilization would have? Let us know your thoughts in the comments down below. Until then, we'll see you in the next one.
in the last video, we talked about a type B civilization under the information mastery scale. If you haven't seen the previous videos on this topic, do check them out. The link is in the description below. Today, we will be looking at a type E civilization and some of its defining characteristics. civilization is one that processes 10 to the 10 unique bits of information. This amount of available information would allow a type E civilization to build detailed sculptures and architecture as well as delve in advanced education and philosophy. Similar to the golden age of Pericles and Athens, the philosophical ideals of this civilization would direct it towards morals, logic, and ethics. Its inhabitants would no longer need to rely on superstition, myth, or magic to explain the natural phenomena around them. This is because they would develop philosophy as a way of understanding the world around them without resorting to religion, myth, or magic like some of the lesser civilizations on this scale. In fact, type E philosophers would also be scientists who would observe and study the known world, their planet, seas, mountains, solar system, planetary motion, and astral phenomena, just like the early Greek philosophers like Socrates, Plato, and Aristotle. Another important development of this civilization may be the concept of democracy. So it would have developed and significantly advanced numerous fields including government, art, philosophy, drama, and literature. Moreover, it would no longer rely on trade or barter systems and instead would have developed a currency system that is similar to ours today. Apart from this, a type E civilization would be able to make astounding discoveries in the fields of astronomy, biology, and physics. Ideas like planets revolving around their stars rather than the other way around would start to emerge along with mathematical geometric concepts like the Pythagorean theorem. Moreover, diseases would no longer be seen as a punishment from God, but rather as a natural process of the body that can be cured using the available resources on the planet. Last but not least, the concept of sports or Olympics may also be present in a civilization of this caliber. And that is what a type E civilization can do under the information mastery scale. If you enjoyed it, do leave a like, share, and subscribe to our channel if you're new here. So what kind of information and inventions do you think a type F civilization would have? Let us know your thoughts in the comments down below. Until then, we'll see you in the next one. Previously, we talked about a type E civilization under the information mastery scale. If you haven't seen the previous videos on this topic, do check them out. The link is in the description below. Today, we will be looking at a type F civilization and some of its defining characteristics. According to Sagan, a type F civilization is one that processes 10 to the 11 unique bits of information. This civilization would have mastered agriculture to the point where it would be available throughout the planet. 
Some inventions that would help in this monumental task would include water mills, water turbines, steam turbines, animal-driven plows, water wheels, and its knowledge of crop rotation. Moreover, infrastructure in this civilization would be so advanced that it will have developed arch bridges, arch dams, and cable suspension bridges. It would also have developed modern paper that we see today similar to the one developed by the Han Dynasty. This would prompt its inhabitants to invent newspapers and enable them to not only exchange information, but also keep records of the events around them. So the concept of recording history would be present in a type F civilization. In terms of medicine, this civilization may also have developed vaccines for various diseases on its planet. Besides this, fireworks would be developed which could lead to the invention of gunpowder as well as small explosive bombs and landmines. Other weaponry such as catapult systems would also be within the capabilities of a type F civilization. Advances in science will enable it to utilize its planet's raw materials even further, resulting in pottery and other items made out of porcelain and glowing glass rather than clay. Telescopes to study its planet and other objects would also be readily available for its inhabitants along with the use of compasses to travel the globe. So a civilization of this caliber would have mapped out its entire planet with its available information content according to this model. But perhaps one of the most important characteristics of this civilization would be its ability to communicate over long distances using an analog telegraph system. These inventions would distinguish a type F civilization from the other civilizations with less information content available to them. And that is what a type F civilization can do under the information mastery scale. If you enjoyed it, do leave a like, share and subscribe to our channel if you're new here. So what kind of information and inventions do you think a type G civilization would have? Let us know your thoughts in the comments down below. Until then, we'll see you in the next one. under the information mastery scale. If you haven't seen the previous videos on this topic, do check them out. The link is in the description below. Today, we will be looking at a type G civilization and some of its defining characteristics. A type G civilization is one that processes 10 to the 12 unique bits of information. With this kind of information availability, this civilization would be able to achieve many great feats. For example, the use of combustion engines, steam locomotives, steamboats, and steam ships would completely mobilize it to travel across its entire home planet at a much faster pace than ever before. Similar to the advances made during the Industrial Revolution, it would also be able to build better buildings and structures using engineered materials such as stainless steel, reinforced concrete, and Portland cement. Furthermore, a Type G would have learned to harness electricity, which would lead to many advances in its societies. 
the use of electric motors and electric generators would prompt its inhabitants to invent automobiles and tunnel boring machines, which would lead to development of entirely new infrastructures. These would include roads and railroad tracks, much like our societies today. Apart from this, electricity would enable global communication via electric telegraphs, Morse code, and telephones. Electric bulbs would also be available for use, so the productivity of this civilization would never completely stop, even at nighttime. The ability to explore and manipulate at the molecular level would also be a defining characteristic of this civilization. Its inhabitants would be able to understand the inner workings of their own DNA as well as the DNA of other species on their planet. This would enable them to produce artificial fertilizers to enhance their agriculture, which would result in the mass production of canned foods. Advances in medicines in this civilization would also be through the roof. It would have various types of medications as well as anesthetics for its members or other inhabitants of the planet. Furthermore, a Type G would also be capable of inventing a method for the photovoltaic effect, effectively producing the first solar cell, enabling them to harness a small output of their star's energy. And that is what a Type G civilization can do under the information mastery scale. If you enjoyed it, do leave a like, share, and subscribe to our channel if you're new here. So what kind of information and inventions do you think a type H civilization would have? Let us know your thoughts in the comments down below. Until then, we'll see you in the next one. and some of its defining characteristics. According to Sagan, a type 8 civilization is one that processes 10 to the 13 unique bits of information. Such a civilization would be capable of not only mastering ground-based travel, but also achieving and mastering air travel within its own planet propulsion rocket systems would also be within the reach of a type H civilization. Using these methods, it could even travel to its home planet's natural satellites, if the planet had any, similar to our civilization of the recent past. Also, launching satellites into orbit would be quite common, which could give rise to global positioning systems. Moreover, building space stations and setting them into orbit around its home planet is also something this type of civilization can manage. In other words, this civilization is one that could launch itself into space using rocket technology. Perhaps one of the most important characteristics of this civilization would be its ability to invent digital systems like the computer. With this invention under its belt, the information content of this civilization could rapidly explode through the creation of new communication systems similar to the internet, radio, and cell phones that we have on our planet. This would enable communication throughout the globe within seconds for type 8 civilizations. A 
Apart from this, with this much information available, this civilization would be able to experiment with new forms of energy such as nuclear fission. This may also result in these civilizations possessing destructive nuclear bombs under their arsenal. But not all would be weaponized. Their ability to work at the molecular level may provide many other benefits such as better medication, food, and other items of interest. So to sum up a type 8 civilization in Sagan's view would be equivalent to the analog era of the 1970s Earth that we know from our own history. And that is what a type 8 civilization can do under the information mastery scale. If you enjoyed it, do leave a like, share, and subscribe to our channel if you're new here. So what kind of information and inventions do you think a type I civilization would have? Let us know your thoughts in the comments down below. Until then, we'll see you in the next one. based on different interpretations of what counts as unique data. 
And that is what a type I civilization can do under the information mastery scale. If you enjoyed it, do leave a like, share, and subscribe to our channel if you're new here. So what kind of information and inventions do you think a type J civilization would have? Let us know your thoughts in the comments down below. Until then, we'll see you in the next one. under the information mastery scale. If you haven't seen the previous videos on this topic, do check them out. The link is in the description below. Today, we will be looking at a type J civilization and some of its defining characteristics. According to Sagan, a type J civilization is one that processes 10 to the 15 unique bits of information. Given this kind of unique information available at its fingertips, a type J would at least be a few centuries more advanced than our civilization today. In fact, Sagan estimated that such a civilization would have had its first contact with other alien civilizations in its universe. For this reason, it may have developed several functioning space elevators to make it easier to launch its crewed space shuttles into space. Uses of the concepts like the sky hook may also be very common in this type of civilization. This could allow for interplanetary travel for its inhabitants to be as easy as how we travel from one city to the next. But that is not all. A civilization that has discovered other alien life forms in its universe should at least be able to travel to a considerable range of different stellar systems apart from the interplanetary travel within its own. And we are not just talking about visiting only a handful of other systems. We are talking at least tens to hundreds of other stellar systems if it is to make first contact. So it may be safe to assume that a type J civilization would have mastered and perfected its chemical propulsion systems for interplanetary travel as well as to reach nearby stellar systems within a fairly reasonable time frame in terms of its inhabitants' lifespan. However, that may also not be a concern for this type of civilization as it would also have developed cryosleep for its inhabitants for longer journeys. Now, traveling to a few nearby stars is one thing, but traveling to a wide range of stars within a galaxy may require a better technology than even the perfected chemical propulsion systems. So it may be the case that a civilization like this may have developed and mastered nuclear fission and fusion drives as well. Using these methods of interstellar travel, inhabitants of a type J civilization could travel well over 10% the speed of light. Now, combining this with its cryogenics technology, it is no wonder that Sagan believed that this would be the civilization that could make first contact with other extraterrestrial life within its universe. And that is what a type J civilization can do under the information mastery scale. If you enjoyed it, do leave a like, share, and subscribe to our channel if you're new here. So what kind of information and inventions do you think a type K civilization would have? Let us know your thoughts in the comments down below. Until then, we'll see you in the next one.
last time, we talked about a Type J civilization under the Information Mastery scale. If you haven't seen the previous videos on this topic, do check them out. The link is in the description below. Today, we will be looking at a Type K civilization and some of its defining characteristics. According to Sagan, a Type K civilization is one that processes 10 to the 16 unique bits of information. With this amount of unique information availability, a Type K would be at least a millennium to several millenniums more advanced than our civilization today. Similar to a Type J, Sagan viewed a Type K civilization as one that would have already mastered the dynamics of interstellar travel, thus making it one that would also have had contact with extraterrestrial life forms in its universe. What sets apart a Type K from a Type J though would be its available knowledge of even better materials to fuel its rocket propulsion systems for both interplanetary and interstellar travel. Whereas a Type J civilization would still be relying on ancient chemical propulsion systems for their interplanetary traveling needs, a Type K civilization would have no need to rely on such slow and unreliable methods. It would have perfected fusion drives capable of achieving over 10% light speed just to travel in its own backyard. But when it comes to interstellar travel, this type of civilization would have found a much better alternative to even its most perfected fusion drives. Because of its considerable control over the atomic level, it would be able to create antimatter in sufficient quantities, giving rise to antimatter propulsion systems. Now, since matter and antimatter can convert their combined mass into pure energy, as per the famous equation of Einstein, E equals mc squared, in theory, one kilogram of matter annihilating with one kilogram of antimatter could be used to propel antimatter drives near the speed of light. With such high velocity traveling methods, combined with perfected cryogenics technology over thousands of years, a civilization of this caliber would be capable of expanding anywhere from hundreds to thousands of stellar systems within its galaxy. Now, because of its keen ability to recognize habitable worlds in its galaxy, it is no wonder why Sagan defined a Type K civilization as one that has already made contact with other alien life forms in its universe. And that is what a Type K civilization can do under the Information Mastery Scale. If you enjoyed it, do leave a like, share, and subscribe to our channel if you're new here. So what kind of information and inventions do you think a Type L civilization would have? Let us know your thoughts in the comments down below. Until then, we'll see you in the next one. Previously, we talked about a Type K civilization under the Information Mastery Scale. If you haven't seen the previous videos on this topic, do check them out. The link is in the description below. Today, we will be looking at a Type L civilization and some of its defining characteristics. According to 
say again. A type L civilization is one that processes 10 to the 17 unique bits of information. A civilization possessing this much unique information content would be capable of many great feats. Apart from having all the methods of interstellar travel of previous civilizations available to it, a type L civilization would also be able to delve into projects of terraforming certain types of planets within its galaxy. That is, planets that are reasonably close to its home planet's conditions in terms of their temperature, pressure, and atmosphere. For example, Mars-like worlds would represent these easily terraformed planets in our case. In addition, since terraforming would require advances in bioengineering, this type of civilization would be able to manipulate any DNA in order to create efficient bioengineered life forms. These could include life forms that are hybrid with its existing species or completely new for its own benefit. Moreover, a type L civilization would also be able to easily harvest useful materials from asteroids and other celestial bodies in its long journeys to newer worlds. This would provide it unlimited benefits in terms of its expansion in the galaxy. For instance, stopping along the way to set up bases and harvest useful material for fuel on asteroids could help this type of civilization to expand to tens of thousands of stellar systems within its galaxy. Now that is a considerable upgrade from what the lesser civilizations can accomplish in terms of their information content on this scale. And that is what a type L civilization can do under the information mastery scale. If you enjoyed it, do leave a like, share and subscribe to our channel if you're new here. So what kind of information and inventions do you think a type M civilization would have? Let us know your thoughts in the comments down below. Until then, we'll see you in the next one. civilization under the information mastery scale. If you haven't seen the previous videos on this topic, do check them out. The link is in the description below. Today, we will be looking at a type M civilization and some of its defining characteristics. According to Sagan, a type M civilization is one that processes 10 to the 18 unique bits of information. A civilization of this caliber wouldn't only be able to travel to and terraform certain types of planets like a type L civilization before it, but it would also be able to terraform any planet within its galaxy regardless of their conditions. For example, terraforming worlds that are too hot like planet Venus or too cold like Titan, the moon of Saturn, would be considered routine for inhabitants of type M. So as long as a planet has a day-night cycle, the technology of this type of civilization will enable its inhabitants to terraform it with ease. Now besides this, a type M civilization would also have developed newer methods of space travel. It would have learned to make negative matter, which is matter with negative mass, not to be confused with antimatter, and would use it to negate the inertia of ordinary matter and achieve star flight at the speed of light. 
this kind of discovery would allow a civilization of this type to be able to colonize anywhere between 5,000 to 10,000 light years across, assuming that its galaxy is roughly 100,000 light years in diameter. Now that is some serious upgrade from the other lesser civilizations on the scale in terms of their information content with only sublight travel available to them. Perhaps this is why a Type M is considered a minimum civilization with its available information and energy content to seriously consider the expansion of its entire galaxy. And that is what a Type M civilization can do under the information mastery scale. If you enjoyed it, do leave a like, share, and subscribe to our channel if you're new here. So what kind of information and inventions do you think a Type N civilization would have? Let us know your thoughts in the comments down below. Until then, we'll see you in the next one. Now that is an extremely impressive feat to say the least. 
And that is what a type and civilization can do under the information mastery scale. If you enjoyed it, do leave a like, share, and subscribe to our channel if you're new here. So what kind of information and inventions do you think a type O civilization would have? Let us know your thoughts in the comments down below. Until then, we'll see you in the next one. Previously, we talked about a type and civilization under the information mastery scale. If you haven't seen the previous videos on this topic, do check them out. The link is in the description below. Today, we will be looking at a type O civilization and some of its defining characteristics. According to Sagan, a type O civilization is one that processes 10 to the 20 unique bits of information. This civilization's information and energy content would be far more advanced than even a type N, allowing it to accomplish many extraordinary feats. For example, it would be able to build ring worlds in space around stars, which could rotate faster than orbital velocity to create artificial gravity on its inner surface. This would allow the inhabitants of this civilization to thrive in any stellar system regardless of whether it has any planets or any other celestial bodies. Moreover, building and sustaining space colonies for its inhabitants would also be within the capabilities of a Type O civilization. This may include hollowing out asteroids and other celestial objects to create miniature enclosed worlds or structures resembling the star-based Yorktown from the Star Trek universe. But these are not the only qualities of a Type O civilization. Such a civilization would be capable of harnessing the total energy output of any star in its vicinity. And we are not just talking about transforming starlight into energy like some of the previous civilizations can do. We are talking complete control of the star. To do this, it would need to be able to build mega structures like Dyson spheres around stars in order to harness all their available energy. So the inhabitants of a type O civilization would be masters in constructing various mega structures such as Dyson rings, Dyson swarms, Dyson bubbles, Dyson shells, as well as any other variation of Dyson spheres. But of course, given its vast information content, building mega structures like these wouldn't be any more difficult than building skyscrapers for the human civilization today. It is for this reason, a civilization of this caliber would be capable of colonizing its galaxy anywhere between 25,000 to 50,000 light years, given the galaxy being 100,000 light years across. That amounts to about half the entire galaxy, which is extremely impressive compared to where humanity stands today. And that is what a type O civilization can do under the information mastery scale. If you enjoyed it, do leave a like, share, and subscribe to our channel if you're new here. So what kind of information and inventions do you think a type P civilization would have? Let us know your thoughts in the comments down below. Until then, we'll see you in the next one. Previously, we talked about a type 
whole civilization under the information mastery scale. If you haven't seen the previous videos on this topic, do check them out. The link is in the description below. Today, we will be looking at a type P civilization and some of its defining characteristics. According to Sagan, a type P civilization is one that processes 10 to the 21 unique bits of information. Given this much unique information content at its fingertips, a type P civilization would possess knowledge and abilities that far surpass those of even a type O. Not only would a civilization such as this be able to harness all the energy output of stars, but it would even be able to create its own stars using the available resources of its galaxy. To achieve this kind of feat, perhaps it would need to be able to move around celestial bodies such as black holes. If it could place appropriately sized black holes within brown dwarfs or Jupiter-like planets, it could potentially cause thermonuclear reactions igniting their fires. But this is only one way to do this. Perhaps a civilization that has such vast information content available to it would have far better ways of accomplishing this kind of task that would be almost incomprehensible to our civilization today. With technology available to create stars or bring back dead ones, a type P civilization would be able to bring entire stellar systems to life wherever it goes. It is no wonder that such a civilization would have a large portion of its galaxy, about 50,000 to 70,000 light years, colonized, assuming of course that the galaxy is roughly 100,000 light years across. Now that is quite an impressive feat. And that is what a type P civilization can do under the information mastery scale. If you enjoyed it, do leave a like, share, and subscribe to our channel if you're new here. So what kind of information and inventions do you think a type Q civilization would have? Let us know your thoughts in the comments down below. Until then, we'll see you in the next one. civilization under the information mastery scale. If you haven't seen the previous videos on this topic, do check them out. The link is in the description below. Today, we will be looking at a type Q civilization and some of its defining characteristics. According to Sagan, a type Q civilization is one that processes 10 to the 22 unique bits of information. So if there were a galactic civilization of a million worlds, and if each of these worlds were characterized by a thousand times the information content of our terrestrial civilization, then that galactic civilization would be of type Q. In other words, a type Q civilization could be comparable to the Kardashev type 3 under the assumption that the information content and the energy content of a civilization have a positive correlation, of course. In terms of its already immortal biological life form, after hundreds of thousands of years of evolution and technological advancements, the inhabitants of a type Q civilization may be incredibly different from the original biological life form from which they started off with. They may be cybernetic organisms or cyborgs that are a mix of both biological and robotic components.
this would make the inhabitants of this civilization quite superior to any other purely biological life form in their universe in terms of their capabilities at the individual level. Besides this, a Type Q would have developed and mastered warp drives, which are superluminal propulsion systems capable of traveling many times faster than the speed of light. This way of traveling would make it extremely easy for it to travel anywhere within its galaxy. Because of this, it could conquer up to 100,000 light years across, or in other words, its entire galaxy down to the last star if it wanted to. However, it should be kept in mind that although warp drives are capable of faster than light travel, they do not permit instantaneous travel and transfers between two points. They still require a measurable passage of time to get to one place from another. But even then, faster than light travel using warp drives is an incredible feat to obtain. Perhaps this is why the minimum civilization with the energy and information content to seriously consider making the jump to colonize and expand to its entire visible universe would be a Type Q civilization. And that is what a Type Q civilization can do under the information mastery scale. If you enjoyed it, do leave a like, share, and subscribe to our channel if you're new here. So what kind of information and inventions do you think a Type R civilization would have? Let us know your thoughts in the comments down below. Until then, we'll see you in the next one. Last time, we talked about a Type Q civilization under the information mastery scale. If you haven't seen the previous videos on this topic, do check them out. The link is in the description below. Today, we will be looking at a Type R civilization and some of its defining characteristics. According to Sagan, a Type R civilization is one that processes 10 to the 23 unique bits of information. With its given information and energy content, this is the civilization that would have broken out of its galaxy and begun intergalactic travel. It may even have fully colonized a second nearby galaxy apart from its own. This would be possible because a Type R would have refined its warp drives to the point where they would be capable of traveling hundreds of times faster than the speed of light, if not more. But of course, with such vast amounts of information availability, these types of feats would be well within the grasp of a Type R civilization. Moreover, the inhabitants of the civilization would be far different from us humans or any other members of the previous, lesser civilizations on this scale, since their biological and technological advancements may allow them to completely cast off their primitive and ancient drives of aggression, dominance, and impulsive hierarchical organization one by one and become highly rational and unflappable thinkers. So they may have great difficulty comprehending the significance of cultural rituals and political institutions of other lesser civilizations that have very limited available energy and information content. For them, using logical reasoning and deductions to make any type of decision would be the only way of life. Advancing the fields of mathematics and science would be of utmost importance in civilizations such as these. Perhaps concepts like religion and the belief in a higher power would become obsolete as well. So using objective scientific methods to advance their civilization might be the only possibility for such people as 
may lack the emotional and aggressive drives of their ancestors. This may perhaps lead them to view the emotionality of other lesser civilizations as primitive and even barbaric. For these reasons, their technology may be far superior to anything we have talked about so far and would seem to come straight out of the realms of science fiction. And that is what a Type R civilization can do under the Information Mastery Scale. If you enjoyed it, do leave a like, share, and subscribe to our channel if you're new here. So what kind of information and inventions do you think a Type S civilization would have? Let us know your thoughts in the comments down below. Until then, we'll see you in the next one. civilization under the information mastery scale if you haven't seen the previous videos on this topic do check them out the link is in the description below today we will be looking at a type s civilization and some of its defining characteristics according to sagan a type S civilization is one that processes 10 to the 24 unique bits of information. This amount of available information could make it possible for this civilization to unlock perhaps newer ways of space travel. For example, the inhabitants of a type S may have developed hyperdrives using their knowledge of higher dimensions within their universe. Now, it should be noted that while warp drives bend or manipulate space to travel, Hyperdrives usually work by stepping completely out of space and into a dimension or area that allows rapid transit from one place to another. So hyperdrives can in fact be much faster than warp drives since they could allow the people of such civilizations to find shortcuts in the fabric of their universe and enable travel thousands of times faster than light. Perhaps this is why they may be able to colonize hundreds of nearby galaxies within their universe. But even with this impressive feat, we should keep in mind that although hyperdrives are capable of faster-than-light travel, just like warp drives, they still do not permit instantaneous travel and transfers between two points. They also require a measurable passage of time to get to one place from another similar to warp drives. Nonetheless, achieving several times faster-than-light travel is no small accomplishment. Furthermore, the people living in this civilization would be designed from birth to be the best version they can be of themselves. They would also be assigned their duties and roles in their societies from birth and would work together to make their civilization better as a whole. Putting the needs of their society before their own needs would be a defining quality of such people. Perhaps this may spark the beginning of concepts like the unified mind or other efficient ways of information sharing among all members of a civilization. And that is what a Type S civilization can do under the Information Mastery Scale. If you enjoyed it, do leave a like, share, and subscribe to our channel if you're new here. So what kind of information and inventions do you think a Type T civilization would have? Let us know your thoughts in the comments down below. Until then, We'll see you in the next one.
last video, we talked about a Type S civilization under the Information Mastery scale. If you haven't seen the previous videos on this topic, do check them out. The link is in the description below. Today, we will be looking at a Type Key civilization and some of its defining characteristics. Sagan, a type T civilization is one that processes 10 to the 25 unique bits of information. With its enormous information and energy content, such a civilization would have fully mastered both warp drives and hyperdrives. But these would be the thing of the past for a civilization of this caliber. It would have moved on to even bigger and better projects. For instance, the inhabitants of a type T would have developed methods to upload their minds or consciousness into machines. So they may not even have any biological parts, but instead be fully sentient robots similar to the Autobots and Decepticons of the Transformers franchise. This would allow them to survive without eating anything or breathing oxygen or any other gases that they may have needed in their primal forms. Moreover, since the consciousness of people of such civilizations can be in any machine, they would be capable of traveling in space to other stellar systems or galaxies by themselves at superluminal speeds without the need of any spaceship. This is why a type T civilization would be capable of expanding and controlling around 100 to 1000 galaxies, which makes up an entire galaxy cluster. And that is what a Type T civilization can do under the Information Mastery scale. If you enjoyed it, do leave a like, share, and subscribe to our channel if you're new here. So what kind of information and inventions do you think a Type U civilization would have? Let us know your thoughts in the comments down below. Until then, we'll see you in the next one. Previously, we talked about a Type T civilization under the Information Mastery scale. If you haven't seen the previous videos on this topic, do check them out. The link is in the description below. Today, we will be looking at a Type U civilization and some of its defining characteristics. According to Sagan, a Type U civilization is one that processes 10 to the 26 unique bits of information. Having such an immense amount of information and energy content available at its fingertips, this type of civilization would have figured out how to open and stabilize wormholes. Perhaps by suppressing quantum fluctuations, a Type U would have discovered or invented some kind of exotic matter, which experiences gravity as a repulsive force rather than attractive allowing for the stabilization of wormholes. Now using this, the inhabitants of this civilization may even create jump drives, which could tear open ship-sized wormholes connecting any two points in the universe, allowing near instantaneous travel. This would allow a civilization of this caliber to colonize and control its entire supercluster. 
which means it would have expanded to over 100,000 galaxies or 200 million light years in diameter. Now that would be an incredible feat to say the least. Furthermore, the inhabitants of a type U may also be on their way to cracking the code of dark matter. Since dark matter is hypothesized to consist of exotic particles that don't interact with normal matter or light, but that still exert a gravitational pull, it may be safe to say that a type U will have considerable knowledge in this matter given its extensive knowledge of exotic matter. But even then, it is difficult to say whether it would have any control over dark matter despite its enormous information availability. Nonetheless, this civilization would be far beyond any of the other civilizations we have encountered so far. And that is what a type U civilization can do under the information mastery scale. If you enjoyed it, do leave a like, share, and subscribe to our channel if you're new here. So what kind of information and inventions do you think a type V civilization would have? Let us know your thoughts in the comments down below. Until then, we'll see you in the next one. under the information mastery scale. If you haven't seen the previous videos on this topic, do check them out. The link is in the description below. Today, we will be looking at a type B civilization and some of its defining characteristics. According to Sagan, a type V civilization is one that processes 10 to the 27 unique bits of information. A civilization possessing this much information and energy content would have technology that is far beyond even a type U. For example, the inhabitants of type V may have mastered all the methods of teleportation which would eliminate the need for any spaceship travel at least to relatively nearby destinations. Perhaps they may also have answered all the philosophical questions related to such methods of travel. Of course, given such a vast amount of information content, it is no wonder that a civilization like this may have answered most, if not all, of the fundamental questions about life and the universe. Moreover, having figured out dark matter and other forms of exotic matter, a civilization of this caliber may have even set up colonies near and inside of black holes. Even their methods of communication, perhaps exploiting some unknown properties of black holes or other cosmic phenomena, would be far superior and almost instantaneous when compared to the electromagnetic waves that our civilization uses for communications today. Perhaps this could give rise to concepts such as the unified mind and given enough time lead to its inhabitants evolving in ways that will be incomprehensible for mere mortals like us. Now in terms of its control over its universe, these types of technological advancements could allow a type B civilization to colonize and control not just its own supercluster of galaxies, but many other superclusters as well. That would amount to controlling at least 5 to 10 billion light years across, assuming the visible universe to be anywhere around 100 billion light years in diameter. Now that would be an impressive feat indeed. And that is what a type B civilization can do under the information mastery scale. If you enjoyed it, do leave a 
like, share, and subscribe to our channel if you're new here. So what kind of information and inventions do you think a type W civilization would have? Let us know your thoughts in the comments down below. Until then, we'll see you in the next one.
last time, we talked about a type W civilization under the information mastery scale. If you haven't seen the previous videos on this topic, do check them out. The link is in the description below. Today, we will be looking at a type X civilization and some of its defining characteristics. A type X civilization is one that processes 10 to the 29 unique bits of information. Having this much information and energy content, this civilization would have very little left to uncover in its universe. It would possess knowledge of things such as the origins of life and the ultimate fate of its universe, along with all the other technology to manipulate the very fabric of its space-time continuum, similar to a type W. The inhabitants of this civilization may also be very close to cracking the code of dark energy and other hidden mysteries of the universe. With such extensive knowledge and technology, a Type X civilization would have colonized about 50 billion light years across, which would be about half of its visible universe. In terms of its inhabitants, after billions of years of technological evolution, they may have developed a new kind of superior intelligence and awareness that trumps even that of the inhabitants of a Type W. For example, the compilation of all its available knowledge shared among all its members for billions of years through some sort of a unified mind may give rise to a newer mode of thinking, say hypersocial sentience, for all its inhabitants. For a complete breakdown of this topic, make sure to check out our Sentience Quotient series. But coming back to the topic of discussion, a typical member of such a civilization would be able to sense the pulse, the mood, and the needs of not just its own community, but many different interconnected communities as easily as we humans can sense the needs of our own physical bodies. This means that these people will be capable of internalizing the processes, functions, and interrelationships between many different societies and species of sentient beings in their universe. This would make them far superior to anyone at the level of awareness of a type W civilization, since this new level of awareness would encompass all other lower levels of awareness as well. So it is obvious that even inhabitants of a type W civilization who possess communal sentience and can feel the need of their own community would be regarded as primitive by the inhabitants of a type X civilization. And that is what a type X civilization can do under the information mastery scale. If you enjoyed it, do leave a like, share, and subscribe to our channel if you're new here. So what kind of information and inventions do you think a type Y civilization would have? Let us know your thoughts in the comments down below. Until then, we'll see you in the next one. we talked about a type X civilization under the information mastery scale. If you haven't seen the previous videos on this topic, do check them out. The link is in the description below. Today, we will be looking at a type Y civilization and some of its defining characteristics. According to Sagan, a type Y civilization is one that processes 10 to the 30 unique bits of information. With such an incredibly vast amount of available information and energy content, 
a type Y civilization would be nearing the limits of how much progress a civilization can make under this model. For instance, a civilization of this caliber may even control dark energy, allowing it to further manipulate its entire universe at will. It would even have control over entropy, giving it the freedom of making absolutely any object or person immortal if it wanted to. Perhaps instantaneous teleportation of its inhabitants to any place within its universe may also be a possibility for a type Y civilization using laws of physics that are currently unknown. This would allow such a civilization to colonize a large chunk of its visible universe up to 75 billion light years across, assuming the visible universe to be about 100 billion light years in diameter. Now, in terms of its inhabitants, after hundreds of billions of years of technological evolution, they may have developed an even higher level of intelligence and awareness that outclasses that of the inhabitants of a type X civilization before it. This new mode of thinking would arise after several billion years of data sharing amongst all its inhabitants using methods that we cannot yet imagine. If you want to know more about this topic, be sure to check out our Sentience Quotient series. But coming back to the topic of discussion, a typical member of such a civilization would be able to sense the needs of entire galactic communities as easily as we humans can sense the needs of our own bodies. This means that individuals living in such a civilization would be capable of comprehending the interconnections and complexities of entire galactic communities. This would include anything from the most primitive life forms to the most complex living systems present in this type of civilization. So even the most complex life forms of a type X would seem to be partially conscious to a type Y civilization at best. And that is what a type Y civilization can do under the information mastery scale. If you enjoyed it, do leave a like, share and subscribe to our channel if you're new here. So what kind of information and inventions do you think a type C civilization would have? Let us know your thoughts in the comments down below. Until then, we'll see you in the next one. Last time, we talked about a type Y civilization under the information mastery scale. If you haven't seen the previous videos on this topic, do check them out. The link is in the description below. Today, we will be looking at a type C civilization and some of its defining characteristics. According to Sagan, a type C civilization is one that processes 10 to the 31 unique bits of information. He estimated that an advanced civilization that can harness the information content of at least billions of interconnected type Q civilizations would qualify that civilization as a type C. So a civilization of this caliber would be capable of controlling and manipulating things at the Planck length, giving it absolute control over its universe. Since the entire universe for this civilization would be at its disposal to manipulate however it chooses, creation or destruction of planets, stars, black holes, galaxies or even galaxy clusters would all just be a day's work for this type of civilization. Moreover, all the questions about life and the universe would be known to a type Z civilization. 
nothing would be a mystery to it since every corner of its universe, along with all life forms within it, would have been mapped out. For this reason, a Type-Z civilization would have expanded and colonized its entire visible universe. So after trillions of years of technological evolution, the inhabitants of a Type-C may have unlocked the highest level of intelligence and awareness possible within a universe. This new mode of thinking, call it universality, may arise as a result of trillions of years of information sharing through extremely advanced methods incomprehensible to us among all its inhabitants. If you want to know more about this topic, be sure to check out our Sentience Quotient series. But coming back to the topic of discussion, a typical member of such a civilization would be capable of holding in their mind the seemingly incalculably complex orderings of an entire universe full of living systems at all levels of intellectual sophistication. This would include any and all forms of sentience within their universe. So even the most advanced type Y life forms would be considered extremely primitive and partially conscious to a type Z civilization at best. But this does not come as a surprise since people that could sense the needs of an entire universal community as easily as we humans can sense the needs of our own physical bodies would obviously be incomprehensibly superior to any of the levels of awareness below it. So if a type Z civilization were to exist, then it would by necessity be a universal civilization in every sense of the word. And finally, we have reached the conclusion of the Information Mastery series. We hope you enjoyed it, and if you did and want to see more content like this, help us out by leaving a like, sharing, and subscribing to our channel. Which scale do you think best describes humanity's progression as a civilization? Let us know your thoughts in the comment section down below. Until then, we'll see you in the next one.